and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. We are bringing you a very special episode today um, where we are going to dig a little deeper on politics and gaming, more specifically gender politics and gaming. Mm -hmm. Because it's important. Yeah. And as a group of all female game appreciators, (laughs) this is something that obviously we care quite a lot about. (laughs) And have done so for many years. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could... I could, I'd just shake my head and go on for days for, there is my video gaming attitude that I have to take. There's my tabletop gaming attitude, (laughs) my board gaming attitude. Like, it's a whole thing. You got to be ready for all the, are you really a gamer? It's like, bitch, please. Add comic books in there and then someone's always like. Tell yeah. me exactly what year this book came out. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just read it. You have it. to print out your gaming credentials before you're <laughs> yes, allowed to have right. any conversations surrounding oh, yeah. <laughs> games I, of any sort. <laughs> I got to the point where it, it's gotten to the point with comic books where somebody has a question about the X-Men. They're like, Sarah. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when you finally own that respect within your friend group where they oh, know yeah. you'll have the answer. It's like... Right. People that understand that this is my fixation. <laughs> come to me with the wing and the Robin the Boy Wonder. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Or like friends that call you when David Bowie dies and they're like, I heard David Bowie died. Are you okay? I'm yeah. like, yep. Oh, don't yeah. talk about that. Ringo's turning yeah. 80 and like, oh God, what day is it? Soon. Too soon. Um, <laughs> he's turning yeah, 80. Guys. Okay. Let's go on to okay. a less depressing track. <laughs> Mostly less depressing because we're going to be talking about the variety of ways that gender in gaming um, is significant. Um, we're not going to cover all of that in this episode because Obviously it's quite <laughs> quite a wide field of study <laughs> with quite a lot of different aspects and um, Moving parts and if pieces. you will. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk to you for days on end about mm-hmm. gender and gaming. And, and eventually we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eventually we will. But we're going to start here. Yes. Uh, specifically, um, we're going to go over a couple of different things with you guys today. First, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the terminology we'll be using um, because we've been familiarizing ourselves a little bit better. Um, and so we're kind of going to be going more over romance specific items in today's episode. Um, kind of covering that since, you know, we're romancing the game and we talk about romance and video games, we're going to ease you in with this little nugget about romance <laughs> before we get into some of the other uh, items here. And then we're going to talk about, you know, different ways that um, this can be improved in gaming, some things that have been discussed and uh, sort of pulled out in discussion, which means the same thing, um, (laughs) within fan spaces and creative spaces and, you know, just go from there. Um, So gaming (laughs) is very wide and varied and there is 
millions of different ways that romance is introduced, whether that is the full focus of the game itself, um, the romance that you choose, how that plays out, the end game of how well that romance turned out for you, or if it's included in an existing series with an existing plot more as like a little filler side quest and or like narrative enrichment, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you want me to break out the terminology? Yes, Tani. That would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, all actually, of this, yeah. uh, not to totally interrupt you, but um, I was actually, there's a quote that starts off the article that we're talking about that I think is very interesting. Oh, the one from George Lucas? Yes. Yeah. I think Mm. that one's interesting. So um, a lot of what we're talking about is going to be coming from an article by Heidi McDonald called, Are Gamers Ready for Gay Love? Improving Romance in Games. And this comes from Diversifying Barbie and Mortal Kombat, Intersectional Perspectives and Inclusive Designs in Gaming. Um, It is a part of a series. These books are freaking awesome. If you've been paying attention to our Insta or our Facebook and I guess maybe our Twitter, um, you've probably seen me post about them a lot. Um, But yeah, the quote that Sarah is talking about. The big game of the next five years will be a game where you emphasize very strongly with the characters and it's aimed at women and girls. They like empathetic games. That will be a huge hit, and as a result, that will be the Titanic of the game industry, where suddenly you've done an actual love story or something, and everybody will be like, where did that come from? Because you've got actual relationships instead of shooting people. And that was said in June of 2013. By George I, <laughs> I have a problem with that quote. He, Mr. George Lucas, first of all, Han shot first. Second of all, <laughs> I think he's making a very generalized opinion and statement about women and girls in gaming. Yep. I love me some Halo. You know, I love me some first person shooters every now and again. Am I awful at them? Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> Sometimes you got to play some GTA and get some a little bit of violence out of your system. And the way that quote comes across, it's like, Oh, girls only like em- empathetic games where you can really have a story that brings you into the characters. I'm like, no, sometimes I just want to shoot zombies. No, that shit mm-hmm. drives me nuts. And actually, yeah. we can look at this from so um, gender gaming, um, gender and gaming, and the research that goes along with it has come in three waves, um, very similar in um, time period as the three waves of feminism, although depending on who you ask, we might be on the fourth one right now. Like, Oh, knows? right. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, I think that plays directly into the fact that back in the late 80s and early 90s, the question was, why don't women like games? Or why don't women and girls like games? Um, very shortly thereafter, they revised that for, to, oh, no, no, women and girls like games. But what kinds of games do women and girls like? Well, the research is showing that it's pretty much the same games that everyone else fucking likes. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I might have my personal preferences, but they're different from Jordan's preferences and they're different from Sarah's preferences and they're different yeah. from your preferences or her preferences. Mm-hmm. And we like, are all... men have different preferences for yeah, all yep. of the games that they like. It's almost like we're all full human beings that have opinions about stuff. <laughs> and I know just as many men who like quote unquote empathetic games as I know women who like Halo. Right. Or I've had non-binary people who like all of the above. Like, right. 
I may or may not have had sex dreams about the Master Chief when Halo 2 came out, but that's... There's so much imagination there that you can have. He's wearing a full body. I, I know. Can do. Like, it like, could be anything under there. I'm, I'm like, hey, Brad, uh, you, you, can you wear the helmet? He's like, no. <laughs> uh, All joking aside, you know, there's there's men and women or non-binary persons that like Madden. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't like Madden. They're I just... enjoy FIFA, but only when I can play Megan Rapino. But okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> come on, that's a given because Rapino, Rapino, Rapino for life. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely agree, and I think, especially considering that this quote was used here later where we're in that phase of like no everyone likes all the things like it's kind of frustrating that that's that that's still such a prolific stereotype within gaming that women only like quote-unquote empathetic games like Mm -hmm. well and it's it's interesting coming from george lucas very interesting coming from george lucas because he's 76 years old this man was born he worked with carrie fisher that has yeah. to teach you something. Space he, Mom for life. No, Space Mom is amazing. And if anybody says mm-hmm. otherwise, they're wrong. Uh, just Space Mom is amazing. George Lucas convinced her that there were no bras in space, so she wouldn't wear a bra underneath her costume. <gasps> yeah, I was going to say, probably don't use him working with Carrie Fisher as an example, because he showed you his, not learn something from his her, male though. directorness. Well, she was very young when they did oh, yeah. that series. That's true. That's Coke true. is one hell of a drug, and she would be yeah. the first, first person true. to tell you that. Yeah. Um, it, there's a lot of problematic things about George Lucas and Star Wars and yeah. in general, and toxic fandoms, yada, blah, blah, all that mm-hmm. good fun stuff. But As a sidebar, I'm very kind of, happy with the direction they're going with stuff. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I, I mean, I like Star Wars. It's cool. Whatever. Star Trek's better, but whatever. There we go. That's, 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 that's not... We just lost I'd, half our listener base. Yeah, sorry. I just sorry. want to be in space. So yeah. give me all of the space media, please. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. Uh, but it's, it's very interesting... He said this in 2013, with a, which at this point in time is seven years ago. That's not that long ago. Mm-mm. It's really not that long ago. So he would have still been 69 years old. Well, that's an old man. Also, I'm sorry. When did Mass Effect come out? 2007? It was already when, done. When right. did the Star Wars games come out? They came oh, out Kotor? before then, too. God, yeah. yeah. And so they were Nazi? Like, yeah. So, they like, were, all of these things are out, yeah. and he's now making a statement in 2013. That's going to be the next big thing. Like, yeah, the next Like, KOTOR wasn't a great, like, hit with women, too, because that game was fantastic. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> this is, like, the willful blindness that creators have, where they see a, a very specific frame of reference for their beliefs, and they just keep thinking the way they do. Well, oh, in the what they do. the oh, mm, I just lost my train of thought. It was about <laughs> I just got I just got so worked up. I just completely forgot what I was going to say. It's it's literally an okay boomer moment for yep. George Lucas. It's mm-hmm. like you are so you are out of touch. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Well, I find it interesting that that's the quote that they would choose to open this article with. Which right, like this yeah. article is really great. It's got a lot. Oh of yeah, the article information and like. I love um, the article. Yeah. The article's terribly informative. Yes. But I, I think 
that quote was shared because it is something that can start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> it opens the door and like, okay, look, we're doing the stereotypical show where the three women are talking about the romance games. Like, okay, Wait, whatever. Uh, we all also love other games. We just really right. enjoy one particular genre a lot. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's perfectly fine because there's yeah. other people that like it too. Exactly. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be your enjoyment of a particular game doesn't have to be dependent on your gender. Well, it identity. also doesn't have to define your joy in that thing. Like just because right. I like romance type games doesn't mean I don't like other games because right. we all do. Um, so yeah. Like your girl's stoked for Tony Hawk. Not going to lie. <laughs> oh boy. Super stoked for that. I can't remember. That I still have awesome. it. That's I still have the really PlayStation great. hooked up. Oh, we unhooked it finally like the other day, but we still have it. And I'm pretty sure I have Tony Hawk Pro Skater. You should come over. We should get drunk and we should play. Yeah. Girl. That sounds way safer than getting drunk and trying to I, skateboard in real life. Oh, <laughs> but, girl, I knew so many friends that broke their faces doing skateboard shit. I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I fall when I'm walking. We're not trying to skateboard. We were racing when I tried to scooter kids. <laughs> oh, jeez. Kill your shin razor scooters because you mm. tried to do like a flip and then it would knock right into your shin and you would like just die. I still right have there. a wicked scar from the time I went down a really big hill and couldn't find the brake and tried to step off. And oh, honey, honey, no, no. <laughs> what are you gonna oh, do? I couldn't. I find know, the brake. right? Yeah, yeah. You just, I mean, it happens. But the warning I, is I about like twenty years too late. Yeah, but, right. you know, all kids. Pro tip. We'll do. <laughs> Did you two have to skip it when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. thing's the devil. Yep. <laughs> like, how to break your devil. shin bone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have so many bruises. I still have bruises from that shit. And that was God knows how many years ago. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I guess speaking about childhood, do we all want to take a second and go back and talk about, like, our first consoles and, like, where our gaming backgrounds are? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. And I mean, okay. then we could probably dive into the terminology just so people know. <laughs> right. Because right. that yeah, way before for sure. we dive in. Yeah. But right. yes. Yeah. Um, I'll start. So my first console, we had a Super Nintendo. Nice. And um, my stepbrother had an N64 that I was only allowed to play like sometimes when he'd let me. And then we got a PlayStation, I remember, um, probably pretty shortly after they came out, my granny and I used to play just a lot of Spyro the Dragon and Crash Bandicoot. Oh, nice. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. And then I, we became an Xbox family shortly thereafter mm. mm-hmm. and have been until recently. Now we own, oh God, PS4 Everything. Pro, Xbox One X, Nintendo Switch. We still have the original PlayStation and we still have our 64 and obviously PCs. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I started my gaming at my grandmother's house with their old school NES, um, playing a lot of Mario as a young child. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so much Mario. I feel like they had like a couple different versions of the Mario games that we would switch back and forth, and that was all that we would play when we were over at my grandmother's. Super and Mario then, Bros. for life! Exactly. <laughs> and then um, my my house got the Nintendo 64 when it came out. So we had, you know, the, the Super Mario. We had the racing games. We had Golden Eye. We had 
Pokemon Snap, like which we were just talking about because everybody's so excited <laughs> that it's coming out again. Um, and then we transitioned into PlayStations for most of the time. And I only think I did Xbox gaming probably after high school. Like that was like when At my I place, actually, probably, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that literally was it. And then because I was on the PS2 for a long time. <laughs> I remember you being the friend with the PS2, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, and I Sam, was, you and Sam both. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I think that was like, I think the main reason was DDR or something. Yeah. That was PS2, I'm pretty sure. I had it on the Xbox too, but it, it was on both. It was cross-platform. I still have all my DDR stuff, so if you ever want to play. Oh, for oh my yes, God, let's go. <laughs> We used to stay up to like five in the morning. It was little, so bad. Love Shine, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to 100% that shit. Yeah. Nice. I don't know if I could uh, anymore. <laughs> Maybe the muscle like, memory would come back. I feel like nowadays I would just get exhausted before the first song was even done, but I would still power through just because it's so fun. <laughs> I was at like some arcade, I think last year with like the DDR machine and I was playing and I was Bachelorette like- Bachelorette party. Oh yeah. I was like, oh, this is a lot harder. Those metal ones are so hard. You have to freaking stomp. Sarah? Sorry. Yeah. Sarah, oh, yeah. how about you? <laughs> so my first like gaming was- uh, at my grandma's house, one of my uncles had left an Atari that, mm. and I played Barnstormer occasionally there. Uh, my cousins had a Nintendo that I would occasionally play when I was over there. Um, a friend of mine in grade school had a Sega Genesis. Ooh, um, nice. Wait, is that the Sega Genesis? Is that the, that's a handheld one, right? No. There was, there was a handheld one where I would play some Sonic <laughs> games on. I forget okay. what it's called, but it was Sega. And um, then we go straight to the 18 hours of PlayStation uh, with Tony Hawk. Nice. Um, uh, yeah. God, the Dreamcast was amazing. I was hopped up on painkillers for like a week <laughs> at my friend's house and playing Skies of Arcadia. <laughs> um, like, okay, a lot of my gaming stories are, like, I was really high. I was really hopped up on painkiller. I was drunk as fuck when we were playing DDR. Like, um, but a lot of my gaming experience was once I turned 18 and was moving out of the house. Because I, my parents did not want us to have a gaming system when we were younger. So we, we maybe had those, like, little Disney ones where it was a little mermaid and you had to go through and defeat Ursula and whatever. But it was real simple stuff like that. Nothing, no consoles or anything like that. And I yeah. had a PlayStation, had a PlayStation 2, still have that bad boy here in my house. Um, <laughs> we've got a PlayStation 2. Our PS2 have my died. Heart. It died. Oh, I, I still got, I still got one. It's fried. I, I still got one of the beefy boys, and I'm pretty positive it might still turn on, but I don't have a power cord for it right now. We still have the original mm. PlayStation around the house, but PS2 just fried itself. <laughs> I yeah, think the um, Sega thing you were thinking about was Sega Game Gear. Yes, the Game Gear. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that thing was awesome. Um, Speaking of and, handheld, I guess I did have Game Boy and Game Boy Color, both of those. Yep, I had a, uh, I had a Game Boy Color for a little bit. Um, very short period of time. I was like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the backlit one, so it was dumb. Uh, got a couple of Nintendo, like a Nintendo 3DS. Mm-hmm. We've got the Xbox 360, the PS4. Uh, yeah. The Wii, 
Um, oh, we had a we at one point too. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, like we've got so many systems in our house right now. It's kind of ridiculous. We Jordan, still you a had a 3DS too, didn't you? Or a DS? Yes, I I had oh, yeah. I had a 3DS. <laughs> I have a 3DS. <laughs> She's holding it up right now because it was next to her. Yeah, it's 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 always next to me right now because I don't have a switch. I'm getting all of my Animal Crossing out via <laughs> the new Wii version on 3DS. I just you remember go. you playing a lot of Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have all of them on my 3DS too, because I love them. I love Phoenix Wright. Professor Layton. Oh, I want to play that so bad. It's so good. Girl, so good. I know. Yeah, but like a lot of my, like gaming just became a thing that I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah. I guess all this just to say, we've all been playing games pretty much as long as we can remember. Um, Right. And... I don't know. I guess I think I remember getting my first console and like playing it at like five or six. So the question of why don't girls like games? Screw you, creepo. And, yeah, you know, it's honestly, like, no, girls too, like games. I'm pretty sure we're the generation section that had games in school that they yep. had us play as Oregon Trail, Oregon Trail, like. Even like the typing games and like the math puzzles and all of that stuff, all of these games, even like, I forget what it's called, but the stupid like paint like app where you would just do like, yeah, I like that one. I remember, all I can remember is Mario Paint. That shit was good. No, I don't remember that. It was, there was like a mouse. Um, it was on, it was on the Super Nintendo. I think there was like a mouse and you had like almost a little mouse board and you could do like, it was almost like Microsoft Paint before Microsoft Paint really existed that I remember. And then like, you could also, there was like a song composition thing that you did. It was so weird. It was weird. It was around Duck Hunt era because like you had to have the specific, like the mouse that went with it. Oh yeah. That makes sense. That's pretty neat. Uh, this is, like, really making me want to go back and play all of those, like, childhood school games. Right? Yeah. Sometimes I just really <laughs> want to play some Carmen San Diego. It's, like, a need. Uh, <laughs> well, one of these days I shall get through the second level of Super Mario. But, um... <laughs> it's hard. I'm it is real hard. bad. At, I'm real bad at platformers, mm-hmm. not gonna lie. It's never been a good thing I've been good at. Like, I've tried. I do love it. Sometimes if I'm playing something and I just can't get through it, I'll just be like, Brad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have, um, I got the, uh, the newer, like whatever it was called when they started releasing. The mini NES? Yes. I got the mini NES because I have that yearning from when I was a child in my grandmother's house (laughs) with all of those fun games. And it's in like a nice little fun package and it doesn't take up so much space on my yeah. my TV set and all of that fun stuff. And will going back you to kick your ass at Dr. Mario, just saying. Ooh, I will <laughs> fight you. Bring it. I, I really want you to play her, Sarah. Hopefully you can defeat her because I cannot and it's very frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Ethan. like continuously losing at something without like even a chance. It's very even with a handicap. Even with a handicap. <laughs> oh, honey. I've beaten you with a handicap. That's how <laughs> I sneak win games sometimes. When I play like Goldeneye, because I'm really bad oh, at that God. game. Mm. I'm so bad. I like sneakily gave myself like the max handicap and Tani and Ethan were playing against me and they were like why won't you die well and I bet you <laughs> Ethan was playing freaking odd job he's always uh, playing odd job 
I think we were doing only slaps too. So oh, it was God, like, only slap backs. God, kill me. Slappers only. I, I hate it. Like, love yeah. it. I hate Max love it. Max handicap, all slaps, and I could not die. I'm going to keep an eye on that now, Jordan. <laughs> you best watch yourself giving yourself handicaps like that. <laughs> Oh God! It's fun I love for it. me because I know I'm not actually winning, and I don't consider it a win. It's just you great sneaky to bitch. Their <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes if you're really bad at games, that's the only fun you can get. From <laughs> <laughs> Confusing the other people, and I couldn't do that like on online games where people aren't in the yeah. room with you. Because the entire fun is watching your friends' faces get more and more confused. <laughs> yep. you don't die. But actually, I guess this draws out an interesting point. Like my oh, my favorite. No, I'm sorry for no. Go for it. I was just going to go back into the gender politics. But let's- my favorite is who the fuck is sniping me from across the board? <laughs> it just la 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 la. It was usually me. Yeah. So I'm like, yes, nice. In two years, right, but I okay. almost always take up the sniping position. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so much fun. It's a legitimate <laughs> yeah. strategy. Yes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this draws in and like an interesting um, thing because I feel like if if you were a man, you wouldn't have to be really good at every single video game you ever played and no one would ever question that. But like, I remember growing up and like you'd hang out and play video games with people and they'd be like, oh, you're not a real gamer. You're really bad at this. And you'd be like, but no, I'm, I'm really good at those other games. I just not fucking good at this one like god you have to prove your validity in saying you like something by being good at it which is every single turn well i don't understand why guys feel like you have to be good at something in order to like it 100 percent that i understand um i actually had a very interesting experience when i was probably like Probably like 2021, I went to a like Soul Calibur 2 or 3 or whichever one came out that time uh, tournament and I kicked some guy's ass and he was so pissed. He's like, you're just a button masher, which I am. I, I don't care. Did it fucking yeah. work? Yeah, it worked. So like, I was like, it worked. I still beat you. So I guess it's not fair. I'm like, no fucks given, buddy. Sorry. Just your strategy, dude. Like, yeah. if you yeah. can't defeat a button masher, you're not doing a lot because <laughs> there's strategies to get them off of their game because their right. response time can be completely fucked with. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, how you totally. defeat a button smasher. Right. Because I'm mean, a button all... smasher. That's literally right, all you yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You just, you actually get into a series of, you get into a series of attacks and then you can beat them because they're like, I don't know what to do to counter this specific thing. Exactly. And that's fine. I mean, it didn't help. I was playing Maxi and Maxi is kind of, <laughs> he's just yeah. juggled people with nunchucks, but it, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. You know, I was in that moment. I was, and I, I think I was like the only girl there too. So I, of course. I, and it is, I realize that's a bit assumptive to assume they were angry because they got beat by a girl. Uh, it's probably not assumptive at all. <laughs> I, I just recognize From it as it experience. is assumptive, but yeah. 99.99% of the time, somebody's usually pissed that I beat them because I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, or, you know, identifies female. And yeah. that is... Frustrating you know, as hell. That's a problem. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. And like, a lot on. of times people sort of be like, kind of go along those lines of, well, they didn't say it was because you're a chick. They said it was because of this, or they didn't say it was yeah. this. They, they said it was because of this. 
when you see a rate or repetitive behavior that is not subjected to other people in the same sphere as you, but mm -hmm. you, the only outlier is that you're a woman. That's because you're a woman. That's the hint. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it is. And a lot of guys, we don't expect everybody to be 100% on at all times. Everybody learns certain behaviors. They have reactions that are naturally helped along by society mm -hmm. that you have to unlearn as you get older. That's called growth. Yep. <laughs> Everybody is subjected to it at all times. I have a lot more growing to do. Everybody does. That's how it works. You have to unlearn behavior that society taught you before. And one of those things is men have all of these things that go for them all the time, but they don't realize that the way they're reacting to something is how women get reacted to all the time. Well, and never forget, yeah. um, this must have been 2006 or 2007, mm -hmm. um, somewhere in there. No, 2008 or 2009, somewhere in there. Um, I decided I was going to try to play League of Legends for the first time. And like, there's no way to learn to play League of Legends without playing League of Legends. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to be real nice about it. I'm going to pop in. I'm going to just be like, hey, what's up, you guys? Like, this is my first time ever playing. Like, I'm just, I'm trying to, to get my bearings here and learn how the game works. Instantly, like a flip had switched. Fuck you, you bitch. Get off of our server. Like, go away. We don't want you on our team. Like, yeah, live, like gaming itself has enough toxicity, even if you're not a female gamer. But as soon as you have open mic or you reveal that you're a woman, it's just mostly shit unless you know everybody in real life. Just don't right. do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't do it, period. I won't. Yeah. It's That's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why the push for all systems and all gaming companies and all designs away from same room gaming where you can all play at the same system at the same time is awful for women is for that yep. exact reason. Mm -hmm. Because if you're forced to play with strangers on the internet, the likelihood of them being assholes to you or harassing you because you're a woman like escalates extensively immediately. Mm -hmm. Unless you're literally only playing with people that you know, yep, like yep. that's the only option. And honestly, and that, I super miss some good, uh, some good couch co-ops. Like, oh my bring gosh, them back. Right? come on, yeah. let's be better. Yeah, it's way like, easier to shit talk when you can see the reaction <laughs> that is happening on their face in real time. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. get over being able to troll people as you're sitting next to them, oh, which yeah. also helps because if you go too far and are too much of a dick that person can hit you, <laughs> you <laughs> which you can't do via long social distance computer. And right. also you can see it right away and apologize if you've gone too far. Yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's the healthy yeah. response. I mean, or you can just push it even further until they fight back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a way that stops people from being toxic mm -hmm. and complete Fishbacks. <laughs> right. And I think, oh, gosh, we could probably do an entire episode on like the anonymity of online gaming and how that's harmful mm -hmm. yeah. to gender. Oh, and yeah. there are lots of articles in these books about it. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's what prop, spurred on should... Gamergate. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, girl. We girl. will table that for another episode. Girl. Yes. <laughs> so to girl. bring us back in to the romance games. Yeah. Romance <laughs> games. Romance about? video games. 
first, I'm going to tell you a couple terminology things for types of games um, before Tawny gets into the romance-specific options. Um, we're going to be talking about Western games, as most of you are listening to our English-speaking podcast. You're probably most familiar with Western games. Um, Don't count out the Atomi games. They're awesome. Anyhow. So <laughs> there are a couple different other games that will be recognized like Atomi games, which are female-centered romance visual novels largely that deal with romance, uh, romancing of characters. They're largely out of Japan. Um, other Asian countries also release these pretty frequently. Western media has been releasing these as well. Um, they're usually available via just like a phone application or various um, PlayStation PCs. Vita had a lot of them. Yes, PlayStation Vita has quite a lot of them. Um, and then you have the ones that you can download on your PC or, you know, your Switch. Switch also has a lot of Atomi games that are available on it right now, as Waiting well as... Wait yeah. first. <laughs> and then um, JRPGs or just Japanese role-playing games. Everybody knows the Final Fantasy series as the great example of that. Um, that also have some elements in it of romance. Um, though they're more streamlined, there's usually not multiple choice in those ones in particular. Tani, do you want to go over the cool other ones? For Let's do it. Um, and yeah, just a reminder, this is all, these particular um, terminologies are coming from the Our Gamers Ready for Gay Love, Improving Romance and Games by Heidi McDonald. Um, so there's really just a couple of different types of um, romance games um, and the way that they're presented. Uh, so the first one is multiple choice, and that's when it's presented as a game mechanic where you have multiple choice and like dialogue trees. Um, Usually it's an invisible statistic or a chain of dialogue that results in a romance. So that's going to be Mass Effect. That's really going to be your Dragon Ages um, mm -hmm. or Inquisition. Um, then there's going to be stats management. Um, so that's where you would choose conversation or actions from a selection of choices that would allow you to engage in romance. Um, those stats are usually visible to players and are used as a tool to gauge what needs to happen to further the romance. Um, examples of this are going to be like The Sims. Then we have transactional, which means um, you give your selected paramour enough presidents presidents wow presents <laughs> presents uh, you could give them presidents you but could that would be a little bit more difficult to be a little harder score. they might hate you depending on which one anyhow most of them hopefully <laughs> <laughs> um you give them enough gifts and they will love you so that would be like star wars um the old republic uh dragon age origins has a lot of this as well it kind of mixes the multiple choice and the transactional um which Obviously, we've talked about Origins quite a bit, so that's... Uh, Fable also pulls this in. Or, and the last one is Gating, um, and that would force a specific romance on the player as, like, this is the one way to, pro to progress the game. So, whether it's saving the princess or having the game suddenly assign a companion character within the story arc. Um, Does that make Skyrim gated? I don't know that Skyrim would technically be gated because you you could pick multiple people. Oh. 
Right. So that like, would probably be more um, stat management, stat management or maybe um, okay. transactional yeah. almost. Yeah. Because if you like say, you can come live in my house, then they go to your house and are married yeah. to you. I don't know. I haven't actually played through any like romance things. Since I don't know. There's four or five different people, I think, that, that you could be like, come live in my house. And then they're your wife now. Okay. It's or take weird. care of my adopted child. Yes. <laughs> like a true adventurer. I adopted this <laughs> child. Please come take care of them for me. Right. Yeah. And then, like, technically you also have, yeah, Skyrim. It's Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite as bad as Fable where you're just like, marry me. And then nothing really, like, I don't know. Right. From it. Fucking weird. <laughs> They're in one of your properties, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a really long time since I played any Fable games. Oh, it's Fable that's got the story about the ferocious bugbears. <laughs> I think so. I think that is. It is the one where you can eat chickens to become more evil. Oh, baby yeah. chickens. Baby oh, chickens. God. I should put that out there. It's baby chickens. Oh, As opposed man. to throwing one and then they all attacking you attacking you in fours like in <laughs> just <laughs> Zelda games. Man, like Poor Zelda's Link. got it right though. Like chickens are assholes. They are. They I was actually very up. impressed that Legends of Zelda and Link's like one hit of chickens means that you're like dive bombed by all of them because that is accurate. They are not nice. Yeah. Oh, they're <laughs> terrible. They're awful. There have been a couple chickens that I've met that are very sweet, but I was pretty <laughs> sure I, it was only like one seed away from them turning on me. We have so. uh, one of the rendezvous that we do. This is such a sidebar for colonial reenacting, and I'll keep this really, really short. They have a pet chicken that they keep him on a leash and they walk him around the Anyhow, he's super cute. I don't remember his name. It's the Sergeant, only nurse I've ever Sergeant met. Cluck. <laughs> I well, technically, if the chicken is a he, it'd be a cock. But it it was not. It was a lady chicken. Oh, I it was a lady chicken. It okay. was a hen. It was a hen. It was definitely it was a lady a hen. chicken. Rooster. I like dicks. Roosters. <laughs> um, this is such a weird sidebar. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the four types of romance within games. So we yes. got multiple choice, stats management, transactional, and gating. Yes. yes. Um, and we will try to, as we move forward, continue to use that terminology as we refer to the games that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, because it does give us a really nice, like, clean cut way of talking about things that means something within the scheme of stuff. Yeah. And as a whole, our part, our Hard cars. Our podcast is going to be focusing away from gating for the most part mm -hmm. um, in terms of games that we actually cover per episode and the characters. Um, as you can tell, we mostly follow, follow ones that have multiple options for you to choose, which gating kind of precludes. So mm -hmm. um, that's very likely not going to be types of games that we talk about outside of these types of episodes. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think uh, I think an interesting thing to talk about now is just gender representation within gamers and gaming. Um, Definitely. So we pulled a couple of stats about just the the percentage of gamers um, that identify by specific gender stereotypes, um, and more and more. 
what's been seen in the last decade to, I guess this goes back to 2006, so 13 years, is that it's getting pretty damn close to 50-50. Yeah, it is damn close. Like if you look at 2006, it was 38% of gamers identified as female, 62% identified as male, and it pretty much just continued to trend. And now we're at 46% identify as female and 54% identify as male. Mind you, this does not take into account anyone that might identify as gender fluid, non-binary, trans, um, mm-hmm. or, or any of those other uh, qualifications. Nomers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And trans could be under the umbrella of the male or female category. Exactly. Um, depending on how they like to respond to survey exactly. questions. So, I mean, these are all coming from Statista, which pulls from a number of various places. Man, that just, it's very, it's interesting because in 2012, the graph shows it was 47% and 53%. Mm-hmm. I'd love to go back and research and see what happened in 2012. That they things jump. backslid for a minute? No, that thing's like, because yeah. that's uh, jumped. The female mm-hmm. was 47. I mean, but we've pulled it back now further. Yeah. I think that's just... wonder too, a lot of this terminology and stuff in these surveys, I'd really love to read these surveys individually because what do they consider games? So these do actually, I do know this, they do include mobile games, they include pretty much any type of game. So whether this is you're playing Farmville or you're playing Halo or Dragon Age or any of the AAA games. I have not met a woman that hasn't played some sort of mobile app game, whether that's Candy Crush or if it's Words with Friends or like the With Friends games in like the early... Late, like, 2000, uh, like, between 2008 and, like, 2013, whatever, was massive. I didn't know any woman that wasn't playing those Draw with Friends, Words with Friends, all the Friends games. Everybody was playing them. Angry (laughs) Birds. Everybody was taking a longer bathroom break so they could get in some Angry Birds. Like, everybody was playing mobile video games. Right. I feel like the the representation and what people consider games mm-hmm. affects these surveys so extensively. Well, I can tell you, I wish I had like bookmarked this, but within the diversifying Barbie and Mortal Kombat, there was a study in here done about the triple A gaming industry mm-hmm. specifically that called it. And it was pretty much 50, 50 though. Like I wish I could yeah. pull the specific one that I freaking, I have too many notes in here. It was one of the articles in here talked about the AAA gaming industry. So that would be your Dragon Ages, your Mass Effects, your Halos. Yeah. Um, anything from like your big name games, like your EA, your... Yes. Bioware's, your... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like whatever. I don't even know what's like really, the gaming companies yeah. right now. That's really fracking close to 50-50 at this point. Like yeah. really fracking close. So... Like a month or three months ago now, I guess, when I went looking for a gaming headset for something that fits my tiny freaking head. Yeah, your head head is kind of small. It is. But like in the scheme of things, it's not. Like, you know, there's a lot. It's proportional to your rest of your body. You're you're tiny. I'm a small small person. person. But there's a lot of small small lady gamers. And yeah. Frack, we want headsets too that sound did you okay. Search children's headsets. I did do that. <laughs> the audio quality sucks balls. I know. Um, I know. I just think you're talking. 
<laughs> Jordan, I'm glad you asked I'm that sorry. because I did do that. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked you because yeah. you as a tiny person do look for children sizing pretty yep. frequently because I do that with backpacking gear all the time. I mean, for one, I can save a ton of money because I can go buy the kids thing for half the fucking price and it's the same yeah. fucking quality, damn it. Not with headsets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently hearing is important and you don't need to damage it by turning up your headphones too high. So an adult doesn't, isn't able to get the big furry purple and blue monster headsets because they've got a volume limiter on it. It's not big enough for your head. And then you have to go to return it to Best Buy. And they're like, oh, did it not work? I'm like, yes, it sucked. It was terrible. You have to get a new pair of headphones. All you want to do is have a fuzzy purple and blue set and you can't because it's a volume limiter and you just want to listen to your Lady Gaga really loud. <laughs> I mean, so I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that brings to, to, to the forefront of the discussion. Like, why are they not marketing shit to us? I want to spend money on the shit. Give me the option to buy the shit. Right. Like, so the, the headphones, is, the headset that I'm wearing right now is a cracking... So I love it. It's so adorable. It's oh, pardon me. It's the Kraken Ra- Razor Kraken Kitty Edition. So it's got light up kitty ears on the top of it. It's pink. It's adorable. And I love it. Mm-hmm. That's. I wound up going with the HyperX Cloud something, um, which because it like in the reviews I read, they were like, "Yes, this fits my small head," and I was like, "Thank you, good." It has yeah, this it's quality gotta be, microphone. It's got to be really hard to have a small head. It's so hard. I'm so sorry. I also love men's hats, so that's like a big problem too. So, oh. <laughs> oh. I think that like entire section of products and advertising can also be a full episode, to be honest. Just because, oh of the, gosh, yes, the very hyper gendered like way that products are made and marketed nowadays. Yes. Used to the not pink tax. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh, I totally did not want a pink headset. Like. Yeah. I love yours. A woman. <laughs> well, well, I the hate pink. pink. Tax, I've hated so pink fine. since I was six. So oh, like, that's cool. No, 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 the no, pink tax is oh, for items that are pink. Et it's for items yeah. that women buy. Razors, <laughs> right, yeah. et cetera. Just but, in case yeah. our listeners aren't aware of what it is, it's yeah. not for pink items specifically. It's for items that women buy. <laughs> so right. if there are two items side by side that are essentially the same, but one is made for women, for women, for women, <laughs> then it's more expensive. Because... I mean, we all remember the Beak women's pens, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> because women's hands are different, but the pens were the same, so no one knows. What I yeah. don't even, they were pink. I know. It's all they were, and they were yeah. more expensive, and it was dumb, and it was just wanted a pen. <sighs> That's Always. okay. I like fountain pens. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> for for this sort of demographic, it is strange that they haven't diversified their advertising mm-hmm. or changed from just making black and red gamer everything. <laughs> My headset is black and red. <laughs> yep. G- give me a baby blue for Christ's sake. I wanted purple so badly. Mm. Right. I wanted purple headset. I wanted a purple headset. That's all I been, wanted. You would have been okay if you wanted it in black or red or green. Yep. But green is only for Xbox stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Who the hell you knows? You have to match, obviously. Everything yeah. has to match. <laughs> we should table this. We should do an entire episode about yeah. Right, yeah, we should. Market but, things to us. We'll tell you how. Yeah. Well, right. I don't yeah. want them to market things to us. I just want them to make products. Yeah. And people can choose what they want. I'm tired of marketing being gendered. Yes. Yeah. Just make products with a variety of different things that you can buy it in. And when you're so hiring your models, happy. make them diverse. Yes, yeah. please. Actually, this... Bike- Go ahead. That's going to be another episode yep. too, talking talk about, about diversity and race. Yeah. And ge- damn, we're well, going to so, talk about race. This is such a big topic it's that so we big. obviously cannot it's cover so, everything right no. now. Like, but we'd love to cover all of these different sections mm-hmm. and go over the things that we can talk about and recommend different things that you can look into to learn more about it yourself because it's such a vast information network here and, and, so and, and admitting that you don't know about something does not make you a bad person admitting yes. that you did something wrong doesn't make you a bad person it actually Just makes you a really good person right because you're able to see that. that you messed something up and you'd like to change right it doesn't make you a hypocrite it doesn't make you a bad person just learn from what you've done yeah. It's and really okay. Changing your opinion with new information is natural and the way that the world works. Yes. Everybody can experience growth and make themselves better and learn more and do better in the future. As of now, in June of 2020, we all sure know that. <laughs> that yeah. is a very big, very obvious sign at this current time period there's always ways that we can better ourselves and our understanding of how other people are experiencing life and how the world is working and make improvements. Well, and a really, a really big segue back into what we were talking about, a really good way to represent female and queer and non-binary people Hire is more to of them. Add- Hire more of them, yeah. Because looking again at these graphs that Tawny was so lovely enough to find, as for 2019, the distribution of game developers worldwide from in 2019 by gender, 71% men, 24% women, 5% transgender, androgynous, or other. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. (laughs) I don't think androgynous is the word that I, I... would use i non-binary might be the but it's the one that they used in the in the right that's what they used in the the, yeah but Mm -hmm. that's that's insane if you if if people who are identifying as non-binary or female are almost at 50 percent when gamer game developers are still 71 percent male could you imagine we could take it over girls Let's fix this. Really? Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. Bioware, <laughs> call us. We will help you with Dragon Age 4. Oh, Yo, I'll voice, I'll voice things. I'll pretend to be a piggy. Oh, I'll just up. read all of the plot and show you where you guys have made <laughs> separate, <laughs> separate statements in previous games and show 
is this worth changing? Because it doesn't make any sense. I, I'm not going to get into this now. Jordan will be your strict supervisor. <laughs> I will. I will go over it and I'll be like, that's a really cool idea. But do you think about it for more than like 15 seconds? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> thought about everybody would, would react to it. <laughs> we could tell you all the things that people want from their romance games, or at yes. least us people. Yeah. Right. And I mean, you I know can other give people. you a really great breakdown of my preferences yes. in particular. So listen to our last four episodes. Yes. <laughs> right. But also, um, like as a sidebar to this, hire people of people of color, please. Oh yeah. yeah. But that'll hire. be another episode and we're taking Oh you yeah, can, that'll be mm. you can get a female person of color. There you go. Like, please do. Specifically do it. Don't just go, we should diversify more. Make mm-hmm. a point of diversifying. Well, yeah. especially if you're going to have a character that is a person of color that can be romanced, mm-hmm. hire a person of color to help write that script. Yeah. For the love of God. That. Yeah. Because when you have your white audience even noticing how awkward and bad it is without yeah. having to hear our like fans that are people of color say anything first mm-hmm. should have taken more than a couple seconds to think about that. Like you got to really read the room. And I know there's a lot that goes into games. There's, it's a very big and complicated process, but having somebody check over your work for that should be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you are you, an afterthought. It is as a game developer, it is your job to make sure that people feel immersed in their games. And if you have someone who is a person of color represented in your games and they suddenly say, gosh, we really are sad about insert thing here, insert thing that would be offensive for a POC to say, yeah, or completely out of line for a POC to say, or tone deaf. To oh, yeah, or just climate POC. And right. by the same, by you the can same have turn a fantasy, the coin. Yeah, Sorry, go you, ahead. Can ha- you can have a fantasy system, but if you're putting diversity into your game so you have POC characters, then you have to also acknowledge the culture and society that's going to be playing and watching it. Just yeah. because you're in a fantasy world doesn't mean that all of their lived experience is gone and you have internalized biases that you don't know about. And viewpoints that you don't know about. You say that kind of stuff. And I'm going to go on a very specific gender portion here because I'm not a person of color. So I don't have the thorough knowledge to discuss that. But as an example, in the very first Dragon Age game, they say specifically in Ferelden that women are equal to men and have the same experiences and all of that as men do. And then throughout the game, they say things that aren't that <laughs> they that have all. instances where it's like well you're a woman or they say something along the lines of well the succession wouldn't work because this is a woman or that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah. or internalized biases as ben writing the game are crystal clear right there Actually, and you seriously? don't see that Nora should have just taken the fucking throne. There should not have been a question about that. When her husband died, if men and women are completely equal in this universe, as is stated within Mm -hmm. Dragon Age Origins, Mm -hmm. Nora should have succeeded to the throne. Automatically. since the other person that is in the line from the late king is a bastard. (laughs) <laughs> that shouldn't even be under question. No. Yeah. Bastards. Actually, yeah. Alistair shouldn't even have the option. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. 
I know. It's I all internalized that bias. God. Yeah. So it, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into this stuff that they don't think about. Yeah. Yeah. Until the women playing or the people of color playing actually see it and they go, well, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Did you like, actually think up. about this before you made this plot? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to in depth go into that when we're talking about these specific games because I have some very strong feelings. And I'm not going to go over it now because we're not focusing yeah. on that. I mean, Jordan, we could dig Jordan, into Liliana. Jordan, I love your feelings. <laughs> Thank you. I love you guys. I appreciate those are my feelings. feelings. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So diversifying your workforce and your writers and your Do creative it. influences will go a long way to solving these problems if you guys do it and then proceed to listen to them. And the same could be said for LGBTQ plus people. Like if you're writing Leliana and she is bi, don't erase that she's bi. Yeah. Like, yeah, let that be the thing. She doesn't have to be just a lesbian if your character is a female. She doesn't have to be just a straight person if your character is a male. And that's yeah. exactly what happens in Dragon Age Origins. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, it's total by erasure. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just tiny things. And I think the Dragon Age series did get to go more into the LGBTQ section. Dragon Age 2 did a little bit better about that because the majority of characters accepting DLC characters were not like gender specific romanceable. They were romanceable regardless of what Mm -hmm. gender your character is, which I actually think is the solution. (laughs) Honestly, I, but to be fair, as a bisexual woman, I am interested in romancing both characters, but as some people in the community, they might like having a character that is specifically gay, mm-hmm. that would only romance them if they're a guy, to have that experience as well and explicitly state their sexuality. Oh, you so- know, one thing I appreciated about Inquisition is you did have at least one gay character and at least one yeah. lesbian character that they weren't by. They were. You know what? You know what would be really great, and I feel like mm-hmm. this would solve a lot of problems. And I could be wrong. And you know, I've had a beer, so I could be just not off my. Ro- I could be off my rocker right now. Wouldn't it be great if you could just make it a setting in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of Atomi games do, actually. Yeah. Um. Well, oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because like, you said right, mm-hmm. right, and. I think, too, like, that does create a little bit more work. But if it's on specific romances, and if you're only having these conversations with your significant other, it shouldn't create too much more for the developers to program and to create. And I do think, like, the way that it's set up, I thought the player sexual character, which is what I call the romance options in Dragon Age 2, because no matter what, if you want to romance them as your player, Mm -hmm. they participate in that as long as you do the correct questing and romance options, etc. Which sort of clears it all up, because then none of the characters are locked against you. And that also helps because then they don't have to create as wide of a pool of different things which I think was sort of their downfall in Inquisition a little bit because they locked so many different characters 
that you had to play a certain type in order to romance a person that you liked and sort of change the immersion a little bit. Mm -hmm. I now this may be a problematic way of thinking, but I would just like the option to romance whomever I would like to romance. Yeah. And granted that ends up forcing quote unquote forcing like, like I would have been loved to love to have been able to romance Cassandra. Not because she's not just because she's a woman because she's so cool. Like her personality is so awesome. And I would have loved to romance her. I know. I want to just jump in here though. And just like point out that, 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 hmm. let me phrase this. Um, Okay. In real life, people have specific preferences, right? And and that is a big part of who they are in a romantic manner. So I think it's almost erasure if you say, well, everyone in all video games should be bi that you can romance, right? Like, I think that erases the ability for someone to be immersed in, like, especially like the fact that they did include, you know, Dorian is only a gay option. You yeah. must play a man if you want to romance Dorian. Sarah mm-hmm. is uh, a lesbian only op. No, is Sarah bi? She's no, lesbian. I think okay. she's lesbian. Um, my character never gets along with Sarah. She's a little too free spirited for my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah is a lesbian only option, and and that erases that um, that immersion for me mm-hmm. almost. So I absolutely like like. Like I remember, um, like I was saying, yeah, it, yeah, it's one of those things where I can understand why queer people would want to have specific representation of characters like them in the game, which kind of does play into having them locked. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Um, and then you have I, like the Iron Bull, who is probably just Pan. You know, yeah. like <laughs> Kadan is a gender yeah. neutral term. Yes, it is. Yeah. Freddie Prince Jr., come on to our podcast, please. What Thank up? You. Yeah. And I think the the thing that always gets me in this particular instance and why I lean more towards the player sexual characters in particular is these characters aren't real is sort of where I come at it from. They're products and creations of the game developers just sort of like they don't actually have choices. It's being created by the game itself. And I think that's where I sort of come at this particular one, because if you are playing the game, it's not necessarily that they are bisexual. So they're with whoever they are. They could just be attracted to you. I guess it's just my hope that if they've included a gay character or a lesbian character, that they have hired someone to help write the story yeah. that is gay or lesbian or pan or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that character leans towards. Because yeah. I like absolutely they're digital, you know, yeah. animated, yeah. fake, absolutely not real, but so much work goes into writing backstories for these characters and people's experiences are experienced through your character experiencing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I totally conversation, yeah. that romance, that life. Um, 
And I totally I see your viewpoint. And I totally, when I initially brought it up, I even mentioned it. I said, yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like part of the insertion and clarity on that could be to include characters that aren't romance options that are gay or lesbian or you know have different world experiences like non-binary characters and stuff like that so I totally get both sides I just lean more towards wanting a world where you can just romance somebody. I will not lie, I would have loved to romance Dorian and as a person who will just never play a a male player character um, I did I played a male character, so I can romance Dorian. I can't. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I, I can. like experiencing the romances. I will change. The thing is, you can change your player character to romance whoever you want to. So it's not a real representation of life. You're still I a woman. woman. And I want to play a badass woman who runs in and hits things with great swords. That, yeah, that's true. And it makes me happy to do that. So I want to I snipe motherfuckers with magic is what I want to do. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, just stab them really fast. We've already we've already discussed our character archetypes that we like to play: rogue, warrior, warrior, mage. Warrior. Yeah. We're, we're a diversified podcast. We are <laughs> in terms of our player character choices, even if yeah. we're all white. Um, but yes, I think yeah, there is a lot going behind those options and mm-hmm. there's not a one size fits all response to the problem. No, there's not. I feel like now is it is, if there were toggles of settings like Sarah said, that would probably be the best. I agree. Like where you go it. into it and you say, my character is a female who is straight. And then like the dialogue options are like, like, uh, tailored to that, or you yeah. could choose like my character is non-binary and they prefer women, and then like again those those dialogue options. But that just sounds like a lot of work on the developer side. Well, even if they're it's only a- having to, they already put like gender and stuff into the games without you having to select like the specific toggles for it. Like when you're going through the character creator, you choose that. You choose, you know, what quote unquote race you are, then you get to do all of the customization. So it would be basically one or two additional toggles. And I think starting to include non-binary options would be super valuable. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not like these motherfuckers don't get paid for this shit. It's their yeah. jobs. Yeah. 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 Tailor it to people. Tailor yeah. it to wider audience and bring the joys of gaming to more people. Like Well, that's I, I ah. think um one of the things that's been focused on in diversifying Barbie and Mortal Kombat is just that games can do a lot of things. And one of the things that they can do is help you to experience something that does not necessarily exist within your scope of experience. Like right. it can allow you to like we were talking about with Dragon Age, like it can allow you to be from a marginalized community as an elf, right? Like given all of the elves in Dragon Age are very white, um, unless you change your personal skin tone, but then you don't match the rest of the elves, but it's like a whole thing. Um, Or you could play a dwarf and, and all of these quote unquote races are very marginalized within Ferelden. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and it gives you a window onto something that you may not experience every day in your life. Um, and actually, one of the games that they call out in this book is um, GTA, uh, Grand Theft Auto, yep. oddly enough. Um, and it Grand was talked. Yeah, that and it game, was. Man. <laughs> um, but it talks about how people of different races play these games differently in general. Um, mm-hmm. And that was very interesting to me. And this is probably something to table for our other episode about race and gaming. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but to swivel back to our track <laughs> that we're trying desperately to stay on despite all odds. There's so <laughs> many things. It's there so are. easy to swirl off into anecdotes and other discussion points because this is such a wide topic. <laughs> but within sort of this sphere in improving romance options and games is understanding what your users want, the the base that you're selling this game to. And surveying of the community can be done at a wider level. I would love to answer every game survey that is yes. sent to me. I've never been sent one. So Same. you know that I've never been counted at any of these studies in particular. <laughs> and how these are worded and how people feel about all of this stuff would be very valuable. But when they do send out surveys, they see that this sort of genre in games still isn't very widespread in discussion outside of fan communities that have strong feelings. So you'll nowadays get a pretty good discussion out of anybody that plays Bioware games because they do lead the community in this field as romancing. They're pretty much the top of the line in Western games at the moment. Mm -hmm. Probably will stay there for a while just because of the variety that they have for you to play. I guess it all depends on Dragon Age 4. Uh, we're all still gonna play it, Tony. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it. <laughs> but is it gonna suck? We don't know. And no, you have that with every I'm game. Still, but I'm, I'm so still gonna play. It. Yep. Oh, oh, I'll play it, but I'm scared. Just yeah. still love it. I. <sighs> some of the things I'm hearing, man, I just don't know. It you know what? Just it's still in development, Tony. <laughs> you don't know fully yet. <laughs> They've scrapped it three times now. <laughs> Twice. Tawny. Twice. Tawny, the bulb is still in the ground. That flower has yet to blossom. It's not yet a tulip. Or an iris. <laughs> or, or whatever. You just say well, bulbed flower and I think tulips. I don't oh. know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, in the community itself, the majority of, of users, over 50%, are open to widening the range here for developers to create more diversity and for the developers to how often do you romance to your true sexual orientation a majority of respondents 50 percent 52 percent say they only sometimes romance their true orientation Mm -hmm. yeah and it's super easy and this is like a discovery within yourselves because when i first started playing these romance video games i didn't identify as bisexual but as you sort of go through these experiences you're like yeah this doesn't feel awkward at all i would date a woman <laughs> in real life for right. sure and like, then and you get that experience and you're like yeah that would actually be totally fine with me well, it expands look, like, your horizon but dude yeah. i'm straight i'm very straight like i think i've always been straight but i don't fit the gender norm in like most things However, like playing these games, I absolutely will take the time and, and romance the other genders because it's 
I want to know more about that character. Right. I, like I, I'm interested in, in exploring that thought and that idea. Uh, right. Like yeah. for me, for me, it's definitely the character attraction versus the, well, do they happen to be a female or male? It's yeah. like, I identify as straight, but when I'm video gaming, I'm not playing me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I have my preferences. I am playing character. And sometimes just, it makes more sense to make, have romance another female character. Like it just, it's just the it's, person you get along it, with as that character. Right, right. And I just, uh, yeah. yeah. I think one of the things that people often don't think about with games is that it's media that you're consuming. Yes. Like, how often do you watch a TV show and go, yeah, I would never date that person. (laughs) And then you are invested in the romance plot line. Let me tell you, all the drama associated with TV romances is a big no for Jordan. (laughs) That would never happen in any of my daily life romances with any, like, follow through from me. I'd be out, out so quick. But you watch them. Because it's entertainment that you're consuming. And a lot of times if you see like well, and that's, go- and that's and that's not to cheapen yeah. the idea of sexual orientation being entertainment. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. But, but it's I mean representation media. matters, right? Like yeah. It, yeah. Like the LGBTQ community pushes for more media representation of their romances and if it's people part of what don't appreciate it. watching that like it's not going to continue being on there uh yes yeah. the show pose on netflix is great by pose. the way i will put Ooh, it on thank this. you it's good yeah. <laughs> i think like that's one of the ways to sort of consider it though mm-hmm. because as you see tv media start to ver- diversify more and more Game should be following suit with relish. Like, it should be going hardcore. You'll see that, like, to harken back, I don't know why this example immediately came to mind, but when Glee was everywhere, yeah, I don't know why this is the first (laughs) example that I was thinking of, you see different romance options and it was a big deal at the time that there was a gay character that found love that uh santiago and whatever her girlfriend's name were together for so long like all of this kind of stuff i didn't even watch glee this is all just through osmosis (laughs) right that was really important as it was happening and maybe there there was also uh, going to queer romances in tv buffy the vampire slayer yes uh I mean, hell, we could go back to Zena and all of the shipping that happened with Zena and Gabrielle and, like, all of the weird... If, if I mean, TV no. would have been more accepting back then, I'm sure yeah. they would have made that 100% Oh, 200%. Real on like, yeah. There were some moments where it's, like, it gets steamy and you're like, you guys... Are you I want to be buried next to you, not by my family. I want to be buried <laughs> by you, Zena. It's gay, okay? <laughs> they love each other in that way it's like one step from being in the text like it's so great i love xena oh my god okay oh i mean you know you know your girl like yeah give me um give me fucking lucy lawless and goddamn renee o'connor all day long like (laughs) let's go um (laughs) 
uh, this is probably the reason your girl does stage combat because she watched too much Xena when she was oh just adorable. enough Xena yeah just enough Xena. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. My first thought that came to mind, which maybe it's just because it's on my mind, is Mystic Messenger. Like, there's like eight male characters and one female character. It's an Otome game. It's Korean. So there's some cultural differences. But like, when you go through the Jaehee romance, like, route, spoiler, 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 if you're playing Mystic Messenger, please stop listening now if you haven't played the Jaehee route because you'll be mad at yourself. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Um... (laughs) when you get to the end of it, like, it's not actually a romance. You're just, like, besties and you own a business now together. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where in the game they lampshade that it's not explicitly a romance. They lampshade it. They'll There's, like, a call that you get from another character in the gameplay that's like, oh, and you're, like, dating, oh, <laughs> I mean friendship. Yep. Like, they lampshade it because they know that that's what you're actually playing it for and not, like... Mm-hmm. Now, what do, you, what do you mean by lampshading? They're so, covering it up to make it seem yeah. like it's a friendship. Gotcha. Yeah. They're putting the shade on it to not give the full experience. They okay. are saying this would be a full romance if we could get away with it, basically. Mm-hmm. And in terms of games, it's them not taking that risk. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they and could take that risk. Seriously, though, their fan base would 200% be there for it. That's why I'm so confused. Yeah, and I, to be fair, this is Korean. I'm not familiar with the Korean laws or their internal culture or how they have those reactions on their end. So we can't fully say the ramifications that would have hit the company for that or how their local fan base would have reacted to that because we don't live there. We're not Mm -hmm. in that culture. As Westerners, everybody would have gotten over it. If somebody made a big deal about it being gay. <laughs> a lot of the Western Otomi games have gay options for you that are explicitly queer romances with mm-hmm. women. And it's it's just one of those things where those options are kind of available, but a lot of times they sort of push it up and then pull it back until just it's great friendship, quote unquote. <laughs> However, a lot of that is changing. Like that's definitely like... The change is in the wind, um, and it's coming, but there's more work to be done. Get on it, y'all. And in terms of what you guys would personally like to see an improvement in gaming romances as they are in games, what would you consider some of the big ones? Like, whether narratively, mechanically, um, we're all pretty much in agreement that we feel like more diversity yes. is a must. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say, like, less focus on, on the player character, right? Like, I, if you're romancing someone, you want to know about their lives and their needs and their wants. And so much within video gaming is about your character's needs and wants and hopes and dreams and whatever. And you're like, okay, you're the savior of the universe. Like, woo. And everyone must like bow to your needs. Um, and that's one of the things that drove me nuts about the Garrus Vicarian romance, which we can talk about in Mass Effect 2. Um, because it is very like 
just focused on exactly what your character needs and wants. And instead, like, well, did you, did you romance him in three? I'm working on it. All right. I'm All right. remember just, I started playing three and then I realized and I had to go back. So, yep. I'm in the going back. Um, I'm working on it. But romance like, your boy in three. It's good. It just in two, everything is about, like you, you hit that point and he's literally just like, cool, I'm going to do some research. And you're like, Are, we're done talking now. We have no conversation. He has some calibrations to make, Tawny. Yeah. <laughs> it drove me nuts. It killed me. And then I broke up with him and dated Thane. <laughs> oh, God. Tawny, stop saying that. It just makes me feel bad every what, time Thane? you say it. Every time Why? you sit down with Thane, he holds your hand and talks, and you Tawny, have a conversation. Why do you have to say break up with Garrus, okay? That just makes me upset. I had to if do you it. Didn't, if you didn't say break up with Garrus, I'd be fine. Had to do it? I had to. You're, no, you're had to? They can no. make your own choices. Thane <laughs> holds my heart. Did somebody put a gun to your head to break up with Garrus? Are we going to shoot you? No. My feelings did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you didn't have sure. to do anything you wanted to. Prio told my heart. <laughs> you broke Garrus's heart because you were all like, oh, look at this new Garrus alien. I like him better. He was so nonchalant. It was so mm-hmm. maddening. Yep. He was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll oh, stop so doing you- this research then. And I was like, that's it? That's That's it? That's it? So oh. you got no cool, and you're not okay with just, you know, we're, we're just going to fight about this. We're fighting. We will. We will in the Garrus episode and the Thane episode. It'll be so as, as a counterpoint to Donnie's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> okay. As a counterpoint to Donnie's opinion, now that I've settled down. Um, <laughs> I actually have a little bit of an opposite opinion on the narrative choices with game romances because a lot of it is you helping them with their personal side quest and helping them do that, which is totally great. I love having that additional introduction to the character and how they tick and all of that fun stuff. But a lot of times the side quest itself isn't romantic. Agreed. Um, and as soon as that's sort of done and you've reached the end point of the romance, quote unquote, sleeping with them most of the time, the romance sort of doesn't do anything else. It stalls out. There's no additional thing for your character as your character is experiencing the trials and tribulations of the game that they comfort you in almost all cases like very rarely does that pop up within the game system outside of the normal discussion that all of your companion characters usually discuss with you i think we're kind of arguing the same thing because yeah. really what i would like is after you hit that threshold right where you've yeah. done the deed you know like whatever mm-hmm. there's nothing left and there's no more character growth yeah so like i still want to know what that character needs from me and I still want to be able to express what my character needs from them and it should still be like a give and take like any good relationship and in most video games it just you hit the wall and then Mm -hmm. now it's like hey what's up Kadan and you're like hey I'm good and then you can be like you want to go up to my room or never mind thanks yeah and you exit the conversation yeah and I think too like the one that is totally true and valid, but I feel it's weird that the romantic character doesn't talk to you about the things that you're experiencing in the game Agreed. as plot points. 
Because let me tell you, if I just went and defeated like a giant dragon and like all of my companion characters were like, hey, good job. Hey, good job. That's awesome. Cool. And then my romance person isn't either like, are you okay? Did you like survive that? Like, are you hurt? Or Or like, holy "Holy shit, shit, that was sexy. (laughs) That was sexy. Exactly. Like those aren't things that sort of build the immersion that that's a romance that your character is experiencing. Even like games have like little tiny things that they can add into it just Mm -hmm. to make that happen. If they don't want to do dialogue options, they just want to do like a quick written note on your character's desk or in mass effect you can just get like a quick letter to your com like a not sexed that's like just oh my gosh that was so awesome or i've been noticing you've been having a really hard time lately because of all the stress of saving the world we should do like a dinner soon just so you can relax with us with a bottle of wine even if they don't put the dinner in later like it's still something where you're like yes i'm planning this thing exactly I want more sex scenes. (laughs) (laughs) That's totally valid as well. Yeah. And and and, and like, I, because in real life, granted, I don't play video games to be real, but you don't have, okay. You don't do the do one time. Just the one time and then. Yeah. Like, if you're in a relationship with someone, Sex isn't like a, huh, okay, well, we, had, we, we did it. We did that okay, one. The like, first time is like on. awkward, right? So, Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Nobody like, it just, that. yeah, right. no, nobody, like, it's just a thing. And I just, it, it would be nice if that was not the end of the development of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like if there's another like cuddling, like cuddling point or like, mm-hmm. you know, more stories or something. I mean, I guess I'm kind of arguing a similar point to you guys. I just want a little more depth into relationships. Mm-hmm. I want it to go longer. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to feel like, I don't want to feel like it's a quest I finished. And like, yeah. for the love of God, like relationships are never like just this linear upward thing, right? Like there could still be a point where you guys disagree yeah. on something and you have to come back and then like later it's right. fine. Like those kinds of conversations with the character that you're romancing, like mm-hmm. it's so much more immersive and so much more realistic and so much more fun yeah. and so much more, you know, you have to, you still have to like read that, that character and see where they're coming from and understand their backstory and why mm-hmm. they're making the decision that they're making and then create your backstory in your head for your character and where they're right. coming from and why they're making the decision they're making and mm-hmm. how do these two people come together in this way? Yeah. And I truly think even if they don't want to build more of an up and down path after reaching the pinnacle is to at least build enough into your interactions moving forward that it doesn't feel like you've reached the end. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something that gets repetitive after you've talked to them a whole shit ton of times, because we will um, yeah, we have, will. have like a branch off. that's like a new conversation point now that you're together where there's new dialogue options for you guys to talk Mm -hmm. about and discuss have little things in there like I said where you're planning quote unquote something that's never going to actually happen in the game 
but mm-hmm. it'll be something like have discussions in character and not just as an epilogue of what you both want to do after the game plot is over. That's like, what I loved are, about Thane, but you guys will never thing. understand. He dies, Tawny. <laughs> I know, but you plan things with him. You're okay. planning up to his death. That's different. You, have you played Mass Effect Andromeda? No. Uh, I'm romance? still working through three because I got halfway through three and I, then got I, forced into romance and Caden and then quit. All right. right. Rage. I don't, I don't blame you because uh, he's a bitch. He's such a little bitch. Okay. Such a bitch. Anyway, uh, go, <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda, you're going to want to romance Jal. Oh, I love him no. so much. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my. How do you even begin to describe I'll keep him? that in mind, so but I will great. make my own decisions. Right. You can do that, of course. Girl, There's a lot of good options, actually, go but Jaw is so great. Jaw is great. You get to like meet his family and shit, okay. and it's super cool. <gasps> See, and, that's like, the kind of shit I appreciate. Like, that's yeah. what I want. I want the like it's not it's not just like you're romancing this one random person and they have no connection to anyone else ever. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. Plus it girl, it's good. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. finish three. I'll finish three someday. I'm playing through um, Origins again with Zevran because soon. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So, uh, game companies. Yes. For real. Hire more diversely. How about some females? How about yeah. some non binary people? How about some POCs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, the more diversity that you have, the better equipped you'll be to create the storyline. Yeah. And, like, let's be real. It's difficult for you to learn of people in the community because they get stonewalled. Mm-hmm. And they don't get the opportunities and the recommendations like you and all of your straight white friends are giving because you only know straight white people. <laughs> but you can't just go off of word of mouth from your friends recommending people you have to look for new talent out there or else it's never going to change right you have to make a freaking priority yeah you have to actively work to diversify your company and it's one of those things if you want if people argue against that because we all know that it's a common issue in gaming industries it's in hollywood it's everywhere about diversifying your including a wider range of experience and culture mm-hmm. with which to work with. Mm-hmm. That's literally the end and start of that entire need besides offering a fair chance to other people in the community to join into this sphere of creation. And straight up, pay them on the same scale as your you other yeah. writers. Yep. Please, uh, please do so. <laughs> equal pay. Equal Not pay. even please. You're going to get sued if you don't. So fucking yeah. do it. Equal yeah. pay. Yeah. Equal pay. Like, please, Lord, please do so. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just going to do it so you can pay people less, just don't. You're already a piece of shit. <laughs> just close yeah. your company and go away. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't want to play your games. Nope. Yeah. And honestly, even if it's a big company and they are constantly putting out good content, I promise you. Don't care. Good content's going to come from other categories. We don't yep. need you. <laughs> so please. Don't need just it. Just sort of do what you need to do. Anyhow. But, yes. <laughs> I think, I guess that kind of winds us down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our first ever gender, gender. politics-based episode. Yeah, we yeah. got to it in episode five, which I feel like is a nice round number. 
number. I mean, it's not even, but no. five, 10, <laughs> 15, it's all, it counts. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hit another one up as soon as we've had time to really dig in on mm-hmm. the specifics that we would like to pay attention to and pull up stats and articles and numbers and things. Got to do um, that research in order yeah. to give you guys a good base instead of our conjecture. (laughs) But also our conjecture. And also feel free to contact us. What's our email, Tawny? Um, Romancingthegame at gmail.com. It's so easy. It's the podcast name, guys. You can do it. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. (laughs) We answer those places. Yeah. So let us know what you think because we'd like your feedback. The only and, way we can improve is if we know we need to improve. And, and what more do you want to hear? Let us know. Yeah. We'll start doing that research. Yeah. We can get it done. We can do it because we're <laughs> awesome and we like our fans. So we'll do it for you. And we like talking about video games. Video um, yeah. Games. We obviously have a proclivity to like that considering yeah, the nature of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Big fucking nerds. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's no tee It's just big fucking nerd. Uh, that's a, <laughs> well, I know, also a nerd reference that is really? probably too um There's Princess Tutu is an anime that I love. And Princess Tutu with the duck, right? Yeah. And yeah, she, so anytime cute. someone makes fun of her, she goes, tee-hee-hee. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I have it all on DVD. Want to come over and get drunk and watch it after quarantining is over? Oh, yes. please. Oh, my okay. God, yes. Can we have a watch party? Is there a way to watch party DVDs? This is getting off know. track. All right. This is Zoom. You can share a screen. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> this is Romancing the Game, and I am Tawny P. Thompson. Jordan Fishburn. And Sarah Babe. Please check out our other projects. Um, all three of us are members of the Theater of the Mind Players, where we play we various sure RPGs. Uh, and- I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You first. Go for it. No, or no you I, got your thing. Okay. You go first. I also have um, the not so Bigfoot thing where I talk about backpacking as a small lady on the Superior Hiking Trail for a week. And I have Encounter Party, which is a uh, radio drama, radio drama actual play of D and Fifth Ed of the Ravnica setting, and also plot points talking about games as literature. But yeah. <laughs> We basically have a podcast empire is what we're saying. Yes. And you should are, listen to all the things. We are empresses? Empresses. Oh, God. The cat almost knocked over all the beer. It's fine. Oh, no. I saved it. I'm fast. <laughs> Bad cat. Damn it, Salvador. Look for him on Instagram. <laughs> also, look for us on Instagram. Yes. Look for him on our Instagram. And don't forget to like our pages, subscribe to our feed, and comment and review so we can learn like we said before about our improvement what we're doing great what you guys want more of we just want to bring joy to all of you so help us do that stay safe be well stay safe wear a mask consent is sexy oh consent is hot (laughs) as fuck dude love you guys have a great rest of your weeks bye (laughs) bangarang bangarang